0: Hello and welcome to episode 7 of After the Buzzer Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Aiden Mayer. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about some of the rule, potential rule changes in the NFL and NBA. Just a few of them, I'll name the ones. The one in the NFL is the overtime rule that has been proposed by Andy Reid and the Chiefs. Um, we're going to talk about uh, two NBA potential rules, um, shortening um, the amount of games in the regular season, and the potential of having just the top 16 teams um, from top... 16 teams in the whole league in the NBA make the playoffs and just all face each other on one big bracket. And I'll get to my thoughts on all of those. All right, so the first rule change I'm going to get to here is the one in the NFL. So it's just being reported for the past, like, day that Andy Reid and the Chiefs have proposed a new overtime rule where it changed the overtime format from where both teams get to touch the ball. (sighs) I have mixed thoughts on this one, I won't lie. So basically the details of it are instead of let's say, you know, you're doing a coin flip, the Patriots and Chiefs. The Patriots won the coin flip, they get the ball, first go down, score a touchdown. The Chiefs don't get the ball, but they propose that each team gets a chance on offense and overtime. Personally, the Chiefs are being a little salty here. That they lost against the uh, Patriots, and I will say the Patriots, they've got a little lucky with this rule that, you know, if it does change, sure, but it happens, you know, some of these things, another now they proposing a rule change. If this happened to the Patriots, this wouldn't be being talked about, I don't think. I don't think this rule would even be being proposed. Is overtime as good as it potentially could be? I'm not sure, but I'm not sure this is the solution either. The Chiefs are obviously salty about it. They still are. They still haven't gotten over it, and you know, it is what it is. You lost. Your defense has to make a stop. Your defense isn't good. You pay those guys millions of dollars to make stops like that, um, right there. This, de- the you know, I know it's becoming an offensive league, but defense does matter. Look at Super Bowl Fifty Three. It was thirteen to three. Defense still matters, and does it matter as much as offense? You know, maybe not. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Maybe not. But you pay these guys millions of dollars to go out and make the stops and win you football games. And overall, I feel like the Chiefs are just being salty here and are just like, "Oh, each team should get a chance on offense." Do I think it would be good? I don't know. I don't know if it helps or it hurts. I think the overtime could be better, but it also could be worse. I I'm really both sides here, but the Chiefs are being salty. You pay these guys on defense to make those stops. And defense does still matter, and I think if you keep this rule, you keep that alive. You make this rule change where both offenses get a chance. This league is becoming so offensive-minded to the point where defense is mattering less and less. If you make this rule, this – you know, the offense continues to be even more important and the defense um, begins to become become even less important. You need to have these types of rules where defense still matters and it pushes teams to still pay these defensive guys big money and still care about defense. I think – I honestly think that overall, if I had to pick one side, it's tough. Because for the NFL – in that AFC Championship game, if you um, give, if you um, so if you give the Chiefs the ball there, it gives the NFL a chance to show a young star like Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, most of these teams, their offense is better than their defense. So if you're able to give each team the ball in overtime it might be more entertaining for the viewer. So from the NFL standpoint, you might get less salty fans. I mean, who knows? People are going to be, you know, both-sided. Then all of a sudden, next season, if they do change this rule, we're going to see some team lose because they scored a touchdown and then the other team scored a touchdown. But overall, you keep this rule, if you keep the rule the way it is, it's less fatiguing for the players and it puts more of an emphasis on defense. If you change, if you do change the rule and don't keep it as it is, it may be a little better for the NFL and more entertaining, but it does tire out the players a little more. So it's kind of two sided here. It kind of just depends um, whether you like offense or defense more. Personally, I like offense more, but I do still like to see some defense. I do, personally. You know, if I had to choose, would you rather have this more of an offensive league or defensive league? I'm choosing offense. I like offensive games more. I didn't find that Super Bowl that great, but the only good part about it was we won. But I do still like to see some defensive plays, like interceptions, defensive stops, some sacks. I like to see the defense still play a part. I think the, uh, the league right now where it is is so offensive-based, I don't think it can become even more offensive-based. I think right where you are right now is perfect. Or maybe just a little too much offense, and I think if anything, you should make a rule that implements towards defense and favors the defense just a little more, so we can get a little more defense in the league. And I know it might not be as entertaining to most people, but I think it would. I think it'd be really good if we, if the NFL does this to implement these more rules. I think it's perfect where it is. Not almost perfect. Almost perfect. But I think the league should just become slightly more defensive-based. So where it is mostly offense, but we see a little more defense. slight, Slightly less scoring. Not much. Not much of a difference. But just so we can see just a little more defense. You change this rule, now all of a sudden it's even more offensive-based. And overall, if I had to do something, i keep it. Because you pay these guys to get defensive stops. And it keeps an emphasis on defense. You tire these guys out less. Overall, and it's not only because the Patriots have benefited from it so many times. I feel like one of these times we're gonna, we ain't, we are not gonna benefit from it. But I'm not gonna come here complaining. The rules are the rules. You know, you're not gonna win the coin flip every time. And our defense should have made the stop. So if that happens to the Patriots, I'm gonna say, well, the defense should have made the stop. I know it's mostly an offensive league, but you pay these guys millions of dollars. they got to make the stop. And I know it's late in the game, and you know, some of these times they're facing a high-powered offense, but I don't care. We pay these guys millions of dollars to do this and pay pay them to get these stops. So in my opinion, if I had to choose one way, i say keep the rule the way it is. Maybe the NFL sees it different and thinks we just want to get as offensive-based as possible, so we're changing the rule, but I like to see at least some defense. I like offense one defense, but I still like to see some defense. So that's my take on that rule, and you guys might have different takes, but if it gets changed, I'm not going to be you know, really mad, but if it um, stays, that's kind of where I'm leading, where it should stay. The Chiefs are being salty. No offense, they're being salty about it. Their defense should have got the stop. I said it a million times. Um, And I know our Patriots seem really good, and it's it's Tom Brady. And, well, you know, Patrick Mahomes, how good would it have been to see Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes duel it out in overtime? I don't know. I just like to see, I think... we are already at the max of offense. If anything, I say we want a little more defense. Just a little bit. I think it's pretty close to perfect, though. So I don't know if there's a time to change. So that is my take on the potential NFL overtime rule that could change. We'll see. All right, so the next rule I'm going to talk about is the potential 16 uh, top 16 teams in the league for the NBA making the playoffs. <sighs> First thoughts on this rule is like entertaining. Okay, that's entertaining. I think it is going to happen. I strongly think it's going to happen. I think between this rule happening, I don't think strongly it's going to happen, but I think there's a good chance it happens in the future. The between that and the regular season being shortened, I think there's more of a chance the regular season gets shortened. I'll tell you. Um, I'll tell you about my thoughts on that after, but. 16 teams, the top 16 teams, this kind of um, gets rid of conferences almost, which is weird. I think you should still face Eastern Conference teams more than the West, because if you're facing them the same amount, let's say you're from you know the Celtics, my hometown team, the Boston Celtics, if you're facing Western Conference teams many, as many times as Eastern Conference teams, that tires these guys out a lot. Because now they're traveling even farther. When you play mostly on the East Coast, uh, you don't have to travel as far. This season, regular season, is already enough wear and tear. You make that the same amount of games. and the regular season, between the East and the West, um, that's even more wear and tear, which I think you need to stay away from. But it would be interesting, because if you keep it the same, like East only faces each Western Conference team twice. That means if the East and Western if East and Western teams have to face off in the playoffs, they're not as used to playing each other. They only played each other twice in the regular season, which gives more of a chance for an upset, which I love because the hockey playoffs, um the hockey playoffs are magnificent. They um have so many upsets. In the NBA, there aren't really any upsets. The biggest upset we saw last year was um, the Pelicans upsetting the Trailblazers in the first round. Is that, or, you know, maybe you think it's the Jazz upsetting the Thunder. One of those two, but we could really see some strong upsets, and maybe, you know, if you're, like, the 15th, maybe if you're, like, the 12th best team, and you're facing, like, I think it would be, like, the 5 you'd end up facing, like, the Um, I think he'd end up facing the 7th seed... And you guys from different conferences, you could possibly see the 12 seed get a first-round upset. You could see more upsets. I'm not saying the 12 seed would ride their way all the way to an NBA championship. But you'd see more upsets, and I think basketball really needs that, and they lack that. It's kind of just like, oh, the better team wins. If you can see more upsets, I think the NBA has to go towards that direction. I'm not saying the NBA is never going to have as many upsets as the NHL, but at least if they can take that next step where we see maybe – Two more upsets than we usually do. That would be great for the NBA. It gives it more drama, more action, more suspense, because now all of a sudden, you're not as confident, and it gives some of these bottom teams a little more emphasis to go into the playoffs and it gives them a little more confidence. And I'm telling you, if the East and West all of a sudden meet up in the first round or second round, we could see some more upsets. I think at least two, maybe three more upsets. I strongly believe we could get that many. Not as many as the NHL. Obviously, the NFL has some good upsets. The NBA just kind of lacks upsets. We see a few, but nothing nothing really. So I want to see that more. Honestly, I really, really want to see uh, more upsets in the NBA. Not a ton. It's never gonna get to the NHL, but at least a few more each year would be super entertaining. And I think this year was the perfect year to do it. This year, where you get a, you know, from you get a taste from the fans, and the Warriors are probably just gonna win anyway. It doesn't matter. So the Warriors are gonna win, and then fans can say, sit here, and no fan base is just like, well, if we didn't change that rule, we wouldn't have won the NBA championship, because everyone knows the Warriors are gonna win, so the Warriors win anyway, but people are like, did we like that more, or dislike it, and you can get a consensus, maybe you do it two years, but at least start off with this year, and if it miserably fails, you just did it this year, the Warriors would win anyway, so it doesn't really change any, it doesn't change the winner, um, I think it hurts the Warriors' odds slightly, but they're going to win. We all know that. So this would be the perfect year to do it where no fan base sitting here saying if we didn't change the rules, we wouldn't have got upset in the first or second round, and we could have won the NBA championship. No, the Warriors would have won anyway. This would have been the perfect year to do it, so I think they're missing out on a perfect opportunity because I really do think next year there's going to be a lot more suspense. I think KD is going to leave. We could see potential – potentially a few teams where we don't really know. It was, I'd love to see that because I feel like it's been so long since we really felt like, oh, the Warriors aren't going to win, or one team. So we could have potentially teams like the Knicks in the race, the Lakers, I think the Warriors would still be in the race. We could see the Bucks. I think there would be a, t- a few different teams that people are betting their money on to really win the game. Uh, NBA championship. Now, we don't know how free agency goes down, if any other trades, whatever, but I think next year we're going to see more of a balance, so all of a sudden, you try this out next year, a team could get gypped of an NBA championship. You do it this year, teams are just going to agree, well, we might have got upset, but we wouldn't have won the NBA championship anyway. It's not really going to change the winner because the Warriors are going to win anyway, and fans can say whether they liked it or disliked it. Maybe we'll have a few salty fan bases that have got upset and say, well, we hated it because they got upset by some Eastern Conference team or a Western Conference team. Obviously, the West is more strong than the East, so I think that would be good. Overall, I'm a fan of it, but I think this year was the year to do it. I think you still should only face um, opposing conference teams twice. You should still just keep that the same. But I think this year would be the perfect year to do it. I'm not sure how it goes down in the future when there might be a balance and a team could possibly get gypped of an NBA championship. So this was the perfect year to do it. The NBA missing out on their opportunity but I like this rule, but if they did it this year, but kept the regular season matchups the same, I would have loved it. It would have been perfect. And even if it failed, you get the same winner, the same result. I think it would have been great for the NBA um, if, if um, that happened. So, unfortunately, I think they missed out on the, the perfect year to do it, as I said. But uh, overall, I kind of like that. But as I said, I don't know how I'm going to like that in the future. Maybe next year there's more of a balance, and I'm like, you know what, just don't mess with it. So, um, yeah, as I said, perfect year to do it was this year, but they missed out on the opportunity. Overall, not a bad idea. Um, And for the most part, as I said, regular season should stay the same, though, for those upsets. And if it creates more upsets, I'm on board. So, yeah, that's my thought on that potential rule change. On to the next one. Alright, so the third and final rule change we am going to talk about today. So no, I'm not talking about the um, pitch clock or any of that because I talked about that in a previous episode. I believe that was episode 2 that I talked about uh, the potential pitch clock change. So you should go check that out after you're done with this. So the third rule change I'm talking about, in and it's the second one for the NBA, another NBA rule change, lowering the regular season games. I'm 100% on board with this one. If I had to choose one of the three to happen, it would be this one. I strongly 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 agree with this that they should lower this the regular season to like somewhere you know in the low 70s where we see 70 or 72 games and we, you know, subtract 10 or 12 games. Huge huge fan of this. I think maybe you start the, even, maybe start the regular season two days before you usually do and end it like three or four days after. So overall, these guys possibly get like 17, somewhere between like, uh, quick math, like 15. They could potentially get 15 to 19 more days off where you start the season a little sooner and end it a little later and subtract 10 to 12 games. I think, though, it might be not enough games. So maybe what they decide to do is actually keep the date that you start at the same and it ends the same. Just subtract the game. The only bad part is you're going to see less NBA action every day, and that means less games, which could possibly mean less of a profit. I'm not saying this is some perfect, flawless uh rule change. There's definitely consequences to it, but the consequences to having an 82-game season is teams become exhausted come playoff time, teams don't try on defense in the regular season, and we see multiple injuries happen. That's just one of the few things. So if we lower the amount of games, we could see a little more defense in the regular season, we could see less injuries, and we could see fresher teams in uh, in the playoffs. I really like this because, sure, again, the consequence. Obviously, I like, you know, all these games for the Celtics. But if, you know, 70 games compared to 82, as a fan, you're saying, well, I'd rather watch 82 games. But overall, would you, you know, come playoff time, you'd probably rather have your team, um, you know, fresher, you know, less risk of an injury. And your team tries a little harder in the regular season. Because there's less games, so you're not as fatigued during the regular season. And since there's less game, every game matters more. I feel like some of these guys don't take the regular season um, seriously, which I don't blame some of them. So they don't take it, you know, very seriously. And now that there's less games, teams can try a little harder in the regular season and on defense. Because they're less fatigued, and there's every game matters a little more. That would be great. I think this is the there's few consequences in uh, many things that are great about this. There's many benefits and very few consequences. And this is a great rule change. It should happen this off season, I believe. It should really happen this off season because it would just be great for the league to see um this rule change and have less injuries. We could see. You know, more of an effort in the regular season, and I think we could really see some of these teams try harder. Some of these teams are not interested in the regular season. They say, let's get it over and done with. Well, we're shortening it 12 games, which means it gets over and done with a little quicker. Not necessarily quicker, because you just get more off days. The off days fill in for the, um... um, Villain for the days that you'd usually have a game. Maybe the league decides, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to shorten the amount of games. We're also going to shorten the season. So let's say it usually ends April 10th. Instead, it's going to end like April 4th, which means you're technically getting more off days, but we are shortening the season, which would be good. These guys just want the regular season to be over. It's it's too long. I'm sorry. It's too long. And it Causes injuries, teams don't really try, teams don't really care. Look at the Warriors, what's the point of going through 82 games when you know the winner, right? And I'm not saying this happens every season, but the league needs to shorten the games. It's got to be, I think 70 games would be perfect. Maybe even 68. 70, 68 games, I mean, at most... 74, at most. That's even a tough one. At most, 74. But if it's 60 to 70 games, sure, it's going to be way less, and you're going to be like, man, it's already done. But it gains importance for every game. I already said all the benefits and very few consequences. I am a huge fan. If this rule change goes through, I love it. And sure, there's less basketball, but, and you know, we see less action every day. Your team plays less. But... It is what it is. Do we all see every game? Most of us, no. I'll even admit I don't see some of the games. Some of the games, I'm busy that day and don't really get to see much of it. I try to watch every game, but it doesn't happen all the time. Maybe sometimes there's another sport that you like more. I'm not sure what what your interest is in uh, basketball, and the NBA, but whatever. This is great. And some of you might say, well, I just love 82 games. Like, watching every single game. But wouldn't you rather see your team try more every game, less potential of your players getting hurt and your team be fresher for the playoffs. Like, I just think the positives outweigh those few negatives so much that I am such a huge um, fan of this rule change, and I am praying it happens. Uh, out of the three uh, for the rule changes that I've gone over today, if there's one I want to happen, it's this one, really bad. This one the most, I'm telling you. You know even you know, as a Celtics fan, seeing Victor Oladipo go down was not not pleasant. I don't want I don't like to see injuries. It's not fair. It's not it's not a good thing. I think if you beat a team or beat a team out in the standings and you know, just because they had an injured player, it's just cheap. You know, I think every team should have a fair shot and I mean injuries are gonna happen, but it lowers the injuries. There's just so many um, positives to this, and I don't like to see injuries, even for a team like the Pacers, rivals with the Celtics. Uh, you know, in the standings and you know possibly in the playoffs, this could you know lead to Celtics winning. I don't like that. I don't like to see a team win because of injury. So that's my take on um, that rule. All right, so now since I have an extra uh, spare few minutes, I'm going to go over some of tonight's Saturday night action and predict some of the winners. So the first one, Pistons-Cavs, which actually just started, but it just started, so I'm not going to cheat. I think I might go with the Cavs here just because I feel like there's going to be a few upsets. There's been so many upsets happening, so I'm going to pick an upset and just say the Cavs win, uh, but who really cares who wins that game. Uh, The Nets and the Heat. I'm going to go with the Nets. Uh then the Warriors and 76ers. Listen, look, the 76ers have struggled against these top teams. So I'm going to go with the Warriors, but for some reason, even though the Sixers really struggle against these top teams, I wouldn't be shocked if they win tonight for some reason. I just feel like they could win against the Warriors. Bucks Jazz. I feel I think the Bucks but for some reason, I also see an upset there. The Jazz possibly upsetting Giannis in the Bucks. They just clinched the playoff spot. They're gonna be like, yay! And then all of a sudden, get upset. Possibly, not saying it will happen. The Lakers and Suns. I got the Lakers. I think the Le- Lebron's gonna come out hungry and just destroy Phoenix. The um, Magic, Pacers. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Pacers here. They've been on a roll without Oladipo. I think they're gonna start cooling down in a few games, but they'll beat the Magic tonight. Grizzlies-Mavericks, I got the Mavericks in that one. Thunder-Spurs, that one's interesting. I think Thunder will win that game, though. Nuggets-Pelicans, I got the Nuggets. So uh, we'll see how I uh, get with those games. So I think the primetime game tonight's definitely the Warriors and 76ers. But uh, also keep an eye out, uh, you know, for the uh, Thunder-Spurs. I think that will also be a good one. But the Warriors-Sixers is the uh, game of the night tonight. But also the Thunder-Spurs is a good one. A few other solid games on tonight. I'm interested to see if the Lakers get upset again against Phoenix. If they lose tonight, I've said it. I still have faith in the Lakers. Not that much anymore, but I've said it throughout. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs, but it's not looking so good. But they have to win tonight. Every game's a must-win for them now. So I'm interested to see how they do. Um... So, yeah, uh, thank you guys for uh, tuning in. If you guys want to send in any thoughts uh, using the Anchor mobile app, um, send those in to me. Any lists you want me to do, anything you want me to talk about, anything you, any thoughts you had on some of these episodes, go check out some of my other episodes if you hadn't haven't um, uh, listened to those yet. Not seen, listened to those yet. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you next time.